Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 84. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. And also, we have a guest, a special guest, the head of Imperial Commissary, Michael Havens. Hi, Mike. Hi, Carl. Hi, Brian. Hey. How you doing? Good, good, man. Can't complain. Glad to be Hey, I think we got Mike back. Uh, so now, what have you gotten in the last month or so, Mike? Well, you know what? Uh, the Book of Boba Fett, man, kind of kind of got me in a buy-in mood. I uh, I bought like everything that exists Cad Bane. I even bought the Pop Man, and I don't know why, but I'm really <laughs> into the Cad Bane thing. And I liked him. I, I liked him way back in Clone Wars and everything too. I've always been a Cad Bane fan, but me it was too. nice seeing him in live action. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. So I got the Black Series. I got some, like, San Diego Comic-Con Black Series thing with him and, uh, what is it, 2D or something? Or Toto. V2? Toto, yeah. Toto. And uh, I got his pop, and I got his his ship, and they have this cool transformer where he, like, transforms into his ship, and I got that, <laughs> too. So <laughs> that's what I did. I went on a Cad Bane kick lately. I also bought a uh, vintage... Um, uh, it was a sad story, but a Sakuda, um, a Sakuda is the Japanese release for um, vintage Star Wars, and it was a Leia Bausch from '83. Um, uh, the thing is, is it broke in shipping, which was a total. Oh, no. yeah. oh man! <laughs> but I got such a killer deal on it, I did not feel bad, so it worked out. Okay. Anything else? Uh, not really, as far as Star Wars stuff, man. Um. I've been setting up the convention, so mostly just, like, merch samples and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So a lot of that, a lot of patches, a lot of, uh, like, the challenge coins. You have to do all this stuff for the convention. You have to get all the merch and all the gifts and all the stuff like that. I've been working a lot with uh, Matt Brookins, who does my custom figures. Um, He makes them from scratch, and they're limited edition customs for the convention. And, like, so if you count those, I've bought, like... 160 <laughs> figures this month. <laughs> but nice. no, what happens is uh, usually within three, four months of the con, it really, it really takes over a lot of my life. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet it's a, a logistics, you know, headache sometimes. <laughs> it totally is. But you know what? That's the lucky thing. My real life job, I own a trucking company with a logistics brokerage. So it's kind of what I'm made for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, Carl, what'd you get? Uh, not a whole lot, but a few things. I got the Navarro Cantina set, which I think is really, really fun and really cool. I mean, nice. it's just, I mean, basically a bar that you can, you don't even have to use it for Star Wars. You could use it for something else. Right now, I actually have mine sitting on the shelf with Isaac from the Love Boat behind the, the bar. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I got the Vintage Collection Bad Batch 4-pack that was the Amazon exclusive. I finally got the Lobot Vintage Collection as well. And a Bib Fortuna Vintage Collection figure, and um, a couple of clearance items: a Grogu snow globe and a Grogu wooden sign. Nice, nice. Yeah. I've not seen that wooden sign before. Okay, I'll have to show you a picture of it then. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. What did I get? I got the new Star Wars Insider number two hundred nine. I got that Navarro Cantina set and the Bad Batch four pack. I also got a. I guess you can call it as vintage as it could be, a C-3PO mouse from 1998. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. You don't see those probably every day now. And I bought it on Imperial Commissary. <laughs> hey, nice. Is that a rollerball mouse? Is it classic classic? Yeah, no, it's, nice, uh, it's, it's got the little ball on the bottom. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. 
Uh, let's see, what else did I get? Uh, some Black Series figures. I got the Cal Kestis that was a GameStop exclusive from the, let's see, Ponda Baba, Dr. Evazon, Bib Fortuna, and Migs Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I got those at uh, a Walmart in Portsmouth. I was kind of surprised. Uh, that whole wave, I guess, is out now. And the only ones I didn't find were the Boba Fett from, and then also, uh, oh, I'm blanking on, on the woman. Fennec? <laughs> uh, yeah, Spinnick Shand. Oh, okay. from, yeah, from Boba Fett. Yeah, from, yeah, from the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and, uh, I was blanking too, and you actually and the Mandalorian. <laughs> for a second. Yeah, so I got those. I was really shocked to see those in the store. You know, it's hard to find anything in the store these days. That's true, man. I mean, anything in the stores. Stores are really, really slim pickings for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was telling Carl the other day, I said, I went into the Walmart where I live, because this one's you know like 45 minutes away that I found these figures at. I walked down the aisle like three weeks ago, let's say, and there was absolutely nothing. It was still devastated from Christmas. Right. You know, because there's like nothing on the shelves. I walked down like three days ago, and I, everything is like chocked full. All the way down the aisle, I'm walking. Everything, you know, plumb full except Star Wars. <laughs> it's the only blank spot in the entire aisle. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous because, you know, some of these other lines that I see are Hasbro. Why are they not having trouble getting those? I mean, is it the fact that nobody buys them? Is that why they're still on the on the shelf? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they don't move as quickly. Star Wars moves quickly, man. <clears throat> you know oh, what yeah. I forgot? I got a uh, I got a razor crested, and it's awesome. Ah, yeah. ah, yeah. that's very cool. But that was you that know was my big one recently. I really want to get I wanted to get the razor crest. I wanted to get uh, the katana. You know, I really wanted to get those ships. You know, and stuff. But I have nowhere in my house to put them. I have no room. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, the katana is <clears throat> sitting on a bar that used to be a bar that's no longer a bar. It's now a katana <laughs> stand, and uh, the the razor crest is still sitting in the box sideways upstairs in a closet, which it yeah. may stay forever. I have no place to put it, but I yeah, that, that's that's why I, I, <laughs> I don't didn't think buy that far them. ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I did because you know. I had I had the extra money to buy it. You know, I had the the spending money. I could have bought them both, yeah. but I just have nowhere to put them. They I don't even have like closet space to put them. Well, I tell you, they're big, man. They are definitely obtrusively big, and it's not like other things where you can stack stuff on top of it or put something else there too. It takes the mm-hmm. entire space. Yeah, I mean, because the yeah the katana is like what four foot long. Yeah, it's like four foot long. I have this bar upstairs. I have this bonus room. And in the bonus room is all my Star Wars stuff, and that's my Star Wars room. And I have a really cool bar, and the bar has, like, a keg area, and it has a sink, and it has glasses. It's like a decent-sized <laughs> bar, and that thing takes up, I would say, 75% of it, and I got two giant Hot Toys Boba statues or something, Sideshow or Hot Toys or whatever, that are right next to it. So the bar is completely unusable. That entire room is unusable, honestly. <laughs> it's just full of, like, there's shelves everywhere. It looks nice, but... As mm-hmm. far as functional, forget about it. Uh, let's see. What else did I get? I got uh, the art of Star Wars The Mandalorian uh, nice. Season 2. It's pretty cool. I've glanced through it so far. And then uh, my wife had bought some books for me for Christmas. Uh, Star Wars Rebel Files book and then the 
Star Wars Smuggler's Guidebook. For those of you that don't know what those are, it's uh, it's like the holocron one that was for Jedi. You know, it's it's those specialty books that have like a case of some sort that opens up and you you know get the book out of it. And mm-hmm. that go those kind of things. Does it have like the little plastic card you got to put in? Um, Is that how you get it open? One of them does. I can't remember which one it was now. I think I have. I have but yeah, one you, of them. I have the Boba Fett one. Whatever that was. It's not those Donnie two. Had. It's not these two. It's a different one. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, it has a little card that looks like the uh, the thing that uh, Leia puts in R two D two for oh, the yeah, Death Star sure planes. Enough. Yeah, that is what it looks. I never connected <clears> that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then also I got a magazine. Uh, it was from Life, George Lucas, and the Making of Star Wars. I haven't had a chance to to read that one yet. And I went ahead and picked up another vintage collection Emperor because, you know, I wanted one to open. Yeah. <laughs> You save um, the card back and get it signed, man. That's a hook. Yeah, I could do that. Because yeah. he'll be there. He will be there. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah. Um, as far as like meeting news, if uh, you know, if anybody, hey Mike, if you're ever in the area of West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky, that little corner there. <laughs> yeah, brother. You know, we, you know, you could come to any one of our meetings. We meet the second Saturday of every month in flatwoods kentucky i appreciate that dude yeah and if i am ever up there honestly yeah i definitely will and i do come up for the uh what is it the columbus or cincinnati toy show usually Mm -hmm. um stuff like that so i do get up there man yeah for sure yeah see i went to the cincinnati toy show when was that october yeah i think i was there yeah and you you left before i got there did i man (laughs) i usually do all my deals two nights before in some restaurant or something you know what i mean that's yeah, when all the room there, sales are and stuff. It's like ten or ten thirty or something like that. Oh, yeah, man, fast. that's late. Early birds get worms, brother. I'm there at six a.m. Man, I'm done by ten. I'm looking for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, uh, I don't normally go to the Cincinnati one. That's the first time I'd ever been because uh, I go to the Columbus Toy Show yeah. or the one in Zenia, Ohio, which is near Dayton. Yeah, and. That one's I hear that huge. one's really good. It is. It's, it's got one, yeah. seven buildings now. Whoa. And what do he say? 672 tables. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the one in... Uh, I like stuff like that where they keep the tables super cheap and there could be a ton of tables. Yeah. And then, and you know, you do have to walk by a lot of random ones, but when you hit oh, one, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. The one in Columbus is March the 20th, which is a Sunday. And the one in Zenia, Ohio, is March the 26th, which is a sad, the following Saturday. I think Columbus is, uh, that's the James Ford run, one, right? Yes. James Ford runs, yeah. Uh, Daniel Logan's going to be there. I might be at that one. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up there. I got a lot of other things, but uh, Daniel did want me to go up there, and I was like, oh, man, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We became really good friends, man. We got really cool. But uh, I connected yeah, him I with... Yeah, I got the uh, meeting... At uh, last year at ICC. How nice is he, man? Yeah, we were in the elevator, and then he just starts talking to you. You know, oh, yeah. I thought, well, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to be that person. But <laughs> he's the one that started the conversation. <laughs> That's Daniel, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. He really is. We actually okay. did a little whatnot thing. We tried out whatnot. Have you guys heard of whatnot? Yes, I have heard of it. I don't know how I feel about it yet or not, but it was fine. But we did this little thing for whatnot because uh, I'm trying to get them to pay attention to the convention, you know. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, me and Daniel will go on. We'll sell some Star Wars toys and whatever. And we did that thing. And he's hilarious, man, because he's over in England right now. And he went on with the thing for me. And I'm telling you, man, I was uh, usually I'm 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 a pretty talkative kind of person. And I'm blah, 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 you know. But um, I was sitting there and I was just kind of holding on to the toy while he's like, <laughs> hey, guys, come on now. Check this one out. Because he's he's about the only person I ever met that's just way more energetic and way more enthusiastic and way more talkative than me you know yeah so, he's a mile a minute oh yeah a mile a minute and i'm like three quarters of a mile a minute and i didn't meet too many mile a minute people so it's i really like him man we get along really really well yeah i'm probably like half a mile a minute and carl's like a 20th of a mile a minute <laughs> it must be nice That's probably man. correct rocking chairs are great i wish i could use them yeah and I'm like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> okay, so, you know, you've got this big convention going on now, and this is, what, the fourth year? Uh, it's technically the fifth year, but it's the fourth convention. Oh, okay. Uh, the only reason why is we actually switched venues, and uh, even though COVID happened and stuff like that, it kind of, we dodged it just luckily um, by switching venues, and we had to redo the maps. And we went from 178,000 square feet to 70,000 square feet, but the thing is, is... We didn't use all the 178,000, and like half of it was chairs and stuff because it was technically a rodeo arena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we moved to a four star hotel. So that move going from giant circle with space to a whole bunch of convention rooms and hotel stuff, and you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a big jump. So it took a lot of time to plan and everything. And then uh, we set up the time and we planned and planned and planned, and then Corona happened, and then we still kept planning and then they kind of allowed a certain number of people in buildings down here for events and stuff um so we just said whatever and we just went with it we had to do a lot of things for social distancing and you know ppe and all that stuff and we had to only allow i think it was 250 people in the area at, or no 750 people i'm sorry 250 is what it would have been 750 people in the area at a time so we had it like what would happen is people would walk in the front and that's one of the complaints we got um people would have to walk in the front and then once it spits you out after you did everything you would have to go mm-hmm. back around the outside and come back in the front you couldn't get back yeah, in through the left. that was a little annoying but i knew <laughs> you know i understood well the hook with that man is if we didn't do that then it would technically be that the food and beverage from the lobby restaurant would technically count as being able to be in those other rooms. And then it would make those other rooms into a wedding venue, which would drop our people down to 250 we'd be allowed in at a time. So it would have taken three quarters, you know what I mean? We would have been mm-hmm. hamstring. So when we shut that, it made it a separate <clears throat> venue that didn't have food or drink served. And therefore, we were allowed to have 750. But that's what allowed us to get all those people through because there were tons of people, man. It was oh yeah, awesome. Um, and we were the only con that happened in the pandemic, the first con that happened in the pandemic. We didn't have any super spreaders or anything like that, so we were very lucky and happy. And we did a lot of work to ensure that as well. I mean, I, if anybody out there happens to need, like, 45 thermometers or a billion <laughs> LED wands or... <laughs> 15 gallons of hand sanitizer i am definitely your guy um (laughs) but (laughs) but we did it man we did it and we were the first one out of the gate so i like to joke and i like to say it but you know what it's not so much of a joke but i like to say uh you know every single other convention that has happened since then has used all of our safety measures and they have and whether they got them from us or not it 
we were the first and we made it happen and actually i i i'm not trying to brag or anything but i'm going away this weekend and i'm going out to uh las vegas because i actually got from a place called the hall of honor i was just given the uh, convention promoter of the year for 2021 because of that so it's a oh, huge nice. deal man wow. yeah Congrats. thanks that's awesome and it's really it's really started getting us some serious traction you know what i mean and it's just because we never quit we just said you know what we'll do whatever we have to do on god's green earth to make it safe and we did and uh that's just us you know we're we're nerds that just want to hang out and there is nothing in this world that's going to stop us from doing that oh yeah um, for those that don't know about this convention, talk about like how it came about yeah. and and stuff like that. You want the orange chicken story? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard it, but most people have, probably haven't. All right. Well, what happened is I was at a big corporate con back in probably, shoot, 2007 or 2006 now, and uh, I had the $750 VIP badge around my neck, $750 VIP badge around my wife's neck, and I'm eating a plate of orange chicken I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy that cost me $35, and uh, I got a $9 Coca-Cola in my hand. And I slam down the Coca-Cola, and I go, this is ridiculous. It can be done better. If you're not paying for their corporate jets and their corporate, uh, whatchamacallit, their corporate, uh, what did I say, their, uh, their rainforest wood uh, coffee tables, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm sitting in a room with folding chairs with a tepid water cooler in the corner, and I paid a fortune for these tickets so I can go buy $8 million worth of food. It was ridiculous. And uh, my entire first day at that convention was just standing in lines. It just, I don't know, it it really got me frustrated because I understand that this stuff is expensive, and I'm the kind of person that's more than willing to pay for it if it comes with the benefit of that extra cost, because um, I happen to be blessed and lucky enough in my life that I just have that expendable income for things like that. Um, but I was so frustrated at that because the way I was thinking of it is even that convention, even a regular badge was 250 bucks, and if you got a family of four, that's 250 bucks times four. That's $1,000. You also got a hotel room that's minimum $500 a night because of the locations they throw this thing. So that's $500 a night times four nights. That's another $2,000. So you're looking at $3,000. That's before you buy an autograph. That's before you buy a snack. That's before you buy a $9 Coke. That's before you buy anything. And that's what the standard family of four is looking at is more than a mortgage payment. And it's wrong. So... I. I, I don't know. I wanted to fix it. <laughs> so so that's what I did. I started up a con where what we do is we still give the ultimate top scale convention. But what we do is we we provide a better thing because we don't have there is no board of directors. It's literally all nerds that volunteer their time. Not a single one of us has ever made a penny off this. Maybe that'll change the more people that come through the door. But that's not what it's about. We didn't like the way other conventions have turned into places for people to pitch you insurance and t-mobile and we're just you know what i mean i uh, oh yeah i feel the wonder that was what walt disney made disney world i feel that was the immersion factor the the factor that you're just transported to a whole nother world and nothing spoils that and that's why even the fire hydrants are covered in trees you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and that's been lost man and I don't like that. So that's what I'm trying to bring back. I'm trying, I'm not doing anything that's, that's brand new. I'm doing something that's been forgotten and old. And that's just treating people right, treating the value of money right. And the, 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 the one thing that, you know, Walt Disney, his big thing was, is, uh, you know, if the people just have a, a great time, 
everything else will take care of itself. The money will come, the guest stars will come, the events will come, this, that, and the other thing will come. And it has. It has. And uh, more and more things happen every year, and more and more people volunteer their time every year. And it's really amazing what it's turned into because it honestly is 100% homegrown local with just a bunch of nerd friends from the Imperial Commissary that have all, I don't know, you know, like my one guy that does video games, He's happens to be a social media influencer for video games because he's huge at it. The thing is, he also happens to be an IC member and my buddy, you know, uh, the nice. guy that runs security also just happens to be a highly decorated army, army ranger, you know, <laughs> but he's a Star <laughs> Wars nerd, you know, so yeah. it's, that's what's been wonderful is it's truly made by these people and that has allowed us to not only completely, completely evaporate any kind of $600,000 a year vice president in charge of scheduling jobs, because we all don't get any money and just lose money. But, <laughs> but uh, and also we have no rainforest coffee tables. So it, it well, keeps... I hope you I hope you eventually make money or at least you know break even so you don't lose money. Well, no, breaking even breaking even will come, man. But I mean, as with anything, it's that time. And to be honest, bro, my real jobs I'm I'm a very hard worker and I, I I'm a workaholic for sure. Um, my real jobs pay the bills, but I need Star Wars as an escape from that. Um, I mean, so say we all. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's why I try to keep. There's no politics allowed on the IC. There's none of that allowed in the building. There's no picking on people, harassment, whatever. Everybody can have their own fun time. I also am very, very. I don't know, man. <sighs> I grew up in a strict Italian Roman Catholic family back in the day. I mean, there were lots of rules that, you know, people don't care about anymore. The thing is, mm -hmm. since I'm the guy allowing booths in, <laughs> what happens is people, and God bless them, I mean, whatever they want to do, but uh, people will, uh, like, apply for a booth or try to buy a vendor booth, and it'll be like, I sell uh, bean juice and ginseng gum and uh, <laughs> alternate erotica Pokemon cards, and it's like, yeah, well, you can't come to my con. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm glad you do that. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I really do, man. I, it's Or have, like, you know, 25 vendors of Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, no, I try to avoid that as much as I can. But I'll tell you, brother, there are so many people that love Funko Pops in real life. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with but it. But no, I, we I got just, lots of I don't vintage. like going to conventions and see nothing but that. Yeah. But the reason why is because those are the kind of tables... That can pay for those. That's see, we we also try to get the better vendors because what we do is we make our tables so inexpensive compared to these other cons, like a third of the price. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we have a massive influx of vendors. We have way more vendors than we could ever take, but that way we get to cherry pick the very best. That's why you see what you see at this con. It's mm -hmm. definitely cherry picked. Um, but that just yeah, brings out one, the best stuff. <laughs> this one looks like it's gonna be. Uh, one of the best ones you've ever done. I mean, you've already announced Ian McDiarmid's going to be there, the Emperor himself, uh, Anthony Daniels, Mr. C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a special announcement, a special guest that you're going to announce here. I do have an awesome guest star to release exclusively here on the Star Wars Collectors Podcast. So I am very, very excited and happy to announce that Anna Graves will be joining us in Nashville, Tennessee for ICCCon 2022. You know Anna Graves as Duchess Satine from Clone Wars, but you might also know her from pretty much all the video games we've ever played um, for the past 
10, 15 years. Um, she's Call of Duty, Saints Row, Singularity, Bioshock, Samurai Warriors, Avatar, Call of Duty, Bolt, Wolfenstein, Dexter the Game, uh, tons of different ones, Diablo, World of Warcraft. So she has voiced so many different game characters that we know and so many different folks from uh, Star Wars. She also, besides being uh, Duchess of Teen in Star Wars, she was also the voice of uh, Ghost Sabine, and uh, she was in a couple other episodes as well. So you should definitely check her out at ICCC Nashville, and that's going to be April 29th through May 1st. Come on out, meet a whole bunch of guest stars, and she will also be there with James Arnold Taylor. Um, you know him from Obi-Wan. Uh, you know him as Obi-Wan one from the Clone Wars, and uh, I guess him and Duchess Satine had a little bit of a thing going on, so we'll we'll be able to ask them about their relationship when you come on down to ICCCon in April. See you there. And also, we're going to be talking about another actor that's coming, and who is that, Mike? And that's going to be Trevor Butterfield. Uh, if, yeah, if you know Trevor, man, he's played just about everybody in Star Wars from Bosque, Admiral Akbar, Stormtroopers. Um, he also was uh, the special effects coordinator. He was a sit-in for uh, Luke as well, so you see him in a lot of really cool photos in like the Falcon cockpit or the Falcon gunner's chair and stuff like that. But um, he's been in special effects and stuff like that forever, and he's made some of the the special effects for some of the biggest movies you've ever known, like uh, Aliens, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Mission Impossible, Prometheus. Um, also, like even the you know Hagrid's uh, bike in Harry Potter. Uh huh. That's him too. You know what I mean? Oh, so wow, this okay. guy, yeah, he makes awesome stuff, and that's that's what I really like uh, with certain actors that come to the IC. I mean. I, I love for them to, of course, be in Star Wars. I mean, if you're if you're a Mon Calamarian and a Trandogian and a Stormtrooper, you can come. But, I mean, he's also a rebel soldier, but, you know, we're the Imperial Commissary, so I like Boss better. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, it's cool, and I like these guys that not only did the Star Wars stuff, but they continued to do things that you recognize. I mean... You guys saw me release Julian Glover, and we obviously all know him as uh, uh, General Veers, right? Yeah, but, oh, yeah, I know. I, I remember seeing him in other stuff, too. Yeah, he was uh, the bad guy in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but he was also yep. uh, Aragon in Harry Potter. You know the big spider? That's him. Oh, really? He was also in, uh, what's that, Game of Thrones. He was the keeper of the keys or whatever in game of thrones so yeah he's been i really like that where you're like oh no way that's who that is and it's like i recognize the voice now so if you're ever mm -hmm. watching harry potter and you see the spider just know that he was once a highly decorated general <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm super excited man he played lieutenant blunt so uh that's if you know him from return of the jedi but that was his yeah and the rank or keeper's assistant yep yep Definitely got a lot of screen time, um, and also a little bit of a taller guy, so he could pull off the bosks and stuff. It's very funny with Star Wars, the uh, old school actors for the original Star Wars, you'll see them in numerous roles, and it's all a size thing. It's very funny, mm -hmm. you know? Like, stormtroopers will always be, like, the same height aliens and the same... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're interested in going to ICCC, then we have a special coupon, uh, TSWCP10 will get you 10% off up yep. to April the 1st. And that'll get you 10% off everything, even the uh, VIP tickets. And the VIP tickets are a better deal than anywhere in conventions. Cool. 
Yep. You get free food all weekend. We'll feed you lunch on Saturday and Sunday. You get Friday where only the VIPs are allowed in the building, but everything is working like the regular day. So all the vendors are there. All the club tables are there. People are cosplaying. Um, also, all the uh, guest stars are there and everything. The thing is, it's only only VIP are allowed in. So it's the really, really a special will be there experience. too. Yes, the podcasters <laughs> will be there too. You guys excited? Did you get your section in the podcast stage? We're going to be running that podcast stage live all over uh, Facebook the whole weekend. I didn't sign up for it because Carl can't make it. Ah, Carl. So I... <laughs> yeah, that's all on me. He could always do it solo or just pick a random guest to join him. <laughs> yeah, I just I'll just have my uh, my wife come up there with me, but you know she's shy; she won't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she won't go. even appear on this one right now. So, yeah. <laughs> my wife used to be like that. Now she owns a toy store and quit her job as a controller of a car dealership. Oh she's, wow! Yeah, she I knew, jumped I, the shark, man. She got a job. I, I'm eventually have to come down there and, and see it. Is it? Is it? How close is it to the convention? Oh, it's only like maybe five six minutes away from the convention. Cool. Yeah, it's down in Nashville. Yep. Well, it'll be open all weekend too. We have an employee there that'll keep it open while we're doing the convention. So nice. Yeah, dude, so I can go out. take a look. I see toys Nashville. You can check it out. I see toys but yeah, there that's you my go. wife's new uh, new venture. Well, she came to me and she's like, I'm really tired of the job I'm doing. And I said, well, you know me. I mean, I'm always like, do whatever you want because the more heart you got in it, the better it's going to work. Um, so she was like, do you think maybe I could open a toy store and sell some of that modern stuff you had? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I filled up the toy store and I still got the two little warehouse thingies, but the I finally got my garage back. So my truck is in my garage, and my wife nice. has a toy store. She's happy. I'm happy. It all worked out. So. <laughs> but you have vintage toys, too, there, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that was like that whole I'm just going to sell modern that you have in the garage thing ended about a month in. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a full-fledged awesome <laughs> toy store. You walk in there, there's like a $17,000 Anakin sitting there. You know, it's it's nice. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm missing four of the original vintage figures from the Droids and Ewoks line, but those are the like most expensive ones. Yeah. Well, the Anakin is just Power of the Force, but it's a mint on card. So they only came out in Australia and Canada on that Anakin one. Like you get right. the Tri logo for a fair price, but but uh yeah, that's sitting there. There's some Lily Letty sitting there. Ton of GI Joe, man. Ton of GI Joe. And I don't even know anything about GI Joe. My wife knows more about GI Joe either. than me. I have a box of vintage G.I. Joe sitting out here in my hallway that I need to clean up and, and get rid of. Cause well, there you go. Bring them on down, I even... man. I see toys in Nashville. Well, it doesn't matter. We'll buy any collection, <laughs> big or small. We buy it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen pictures of you, you know, truck fools. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, dude. You know, U-Haul truck fools. Well, see, that was the thing, man, is I love buying collections because what I do is I'll see something in there. And see, this is just the way I'm wired because I didn't come from any money. You know what I mean? I was never the kid with the Imperial shuttle or anything like that. Uh, I was the kid with, like, the mini rig. <laughs> but but uh, what what I do is I, I love, like, somebody will be like, oh, I have this collection. And what they'll do is they'll be like, I want to sell it all at once, but it's like sixty grand worth of stuff. And there's very few people that'll buy that much stuff. But I look at it and go, wow, there's a 21 back Boba Fett in there. And I want it. 
You know what I mean? And that's like a 9,000. Yeah, because you don't have enough Boba Fett, do you? Well, no, there's never enough. There's no such thing as enough, you know? You're, you're, you are the king of Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do got quite a few Boba Fetts. I do love Boba Fett. But, uh, he's yeah, he's really, he's cool. Man. He's really cool. But, um, no, I, I, I'll see like a 21 back in there, and I'll be like, okay, I really, really want that. If I buy all of this, then I can, you know, sell this stuff and I can make the money for the con because what I do is I take all the money I buy and sell with Star Wars and I just put it into the con um, mm-hmm. so I'll take all that stuff in and I like to buy the collection so I'll be like alright there's that Boba Fett and it's beautiful it's pristine so the Boba Fett I'll probably just keep because I have an addiction and it's a horrible horrible <laughs> addiction and I can't beat it but uh, <laughs> but everything else I'll be like okay there's a 12 back Jawa right and I'll be like is that 12 back Jawa better than the 12 back Jawa in my collection and whichever one's better I'll keep and whichever one's worse I'll sell and I keep doing that so my collection keeps getting cleaner and more mint and nicer and then what I do is I sell off all the extra and then the extra goes in her shop as well and then all that money goes to the convention which allows me to take, you know, six-figure hits every year. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, man. We're almost out of the woods. That was the plan. I wanted to start off a convention the first year that looked like it was in its 10th year. So by the time it was in its fifth year, it would be in its 15th. That's just the way I think, you know. Yeah, well. I like two stairs at a time, man. I really do. (laughs) Hey, that's nice. I'm glad that uh, that you did this. It's the only one like it. Thanks, brother. I do appreciate it, man. And that's that's what makes it worth it, man, because people really have fun. I really like that. Yeah. Is there ever a, a chance that at some point in the future, like, it would go either to a bigger venue or yeah. maybe move around the country? Uh, the bigger venue, definitely. The move around the country, here's the thing that I was thinking, right? I have a couple different plans. Yes, it might. Um, it will most probably be a secondary show somewhere else in the country or the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll do two a year because I feel, I feel it's important to have this place. Dude, what I really want to do is I want to buy my own venue and then I can have it there. And that way it can always be this exact location on the map every single year till the end of time will be the best Star Wars convention or well, best sci-fi convention in the history of the world. And we're going to keep it going forever. Well, after I die. And the way you do that is by making something permanent. And if you make something permanent, then it can grow and it can grow and it can grow. And that's the plan. I Man, honestly, if I had limitless funds and 5 million investors, this would be the next Disney World, except popcorn would be like a dollar. Because popcorn <laughs> is corn. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you had the commemorative collector's tub and it would be like eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Instead yeah, instead of $65 yeah. and popcorn is separate. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I get it, man. I get it. I mean, there's there's a fine line between what you can get away with charging and what you should charge. And sometimes people go a little bit heavier with the can get away from. And the reason why is because, man, the payments on a 100% rainforest coffee table are not cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those jets um, don't fuel themselves, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you get these guests that you that you're getting. You know, can still keep costs down. Honestly, God, man, it's because they're really, really nice people, and they do deals for me because of what I do. What I do is I I make the guest stars feel 
whether it's the biggest guest star in the world or the smallest guest star in the world, I make them feel as though they are the guest stars and that we are happy that they're here. And we take care of them and we give them a nice hefty dose of Southern hospitality. And uh, they go and they tell their friends. And then they tell their friends of friends. Dude, the reason why I have the Emperor coming is because Daniel Logan was on my porch at 3 in the morning and he's like, let's call the Emperor's agent because the Emperor's got to come here, man. It's an awesome show and we got to do it. And I was like, dude, you can't call him at 3 a.m. He's like, don't worry, he's in England. And I'm like, dude, that's like 8 a.m. And I'm like, you can't call him at 8 a.m. And it was on a Sunday, so it would be a Monday at 8 a.m. And he's like, hey, man. And uh, Stuart picked up, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? And he's like, you got to come to my boy Mike's show in Nashville. That's how I got the Emperor. So, nice. Yeah, man, that's that's how this stuff happens. It, it it It's nice people that hear about it, and the reason why they hear about it is because, man, uh, I hate to say this, but I don't know how much you know about the convention business, but a lot of people do a lot of nefarious things, and a lot of them don't pay, and a lot of them don't, you know what I mean? Ugh. And the thing is, is... is I have a name for myself because I screwed it up so bad in the first year <laughs> that uh, they're like, holy crap, it doesn't matter how much Mike gets creamed, he'll pay. Because <laughs> I think I hit, I think I handed out $118,000 worth of checks at the last day in the first year, man, and it was like, oh, my God. And that was after everything was already paid out. I already bought all the merch. Uh, but I learned. I learned, and that's what happens. You learn lessons, and sometimes lessons are expensive, but college wasn't cheap either. Yeah, <laughs> but i'll tell you man i learned uh my banners the first year all my banners said 18 in the corner on the logo so uh, i had to throw out every single banner even like regular step and repeats you take a picture when you walk in and it was fourteen thousand dollars in banners i had to throw out because my logo because i didn't think of it oh, no <laughs> and i had a date on everything <laughs> so if you happen to need like 60 ic 2018 hats i might have those laying around for you <laughs> I wouldn't mind having one. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate you coming on here and, and, and uh, you know, announcing Duchess Satine and Trevor Butterfield. You know, that, that was that's uh, special to to be able to have that on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, well, the wonderful I mean, I don't thing know if is... you're uh, – Oh, go ahead. What's sorry. that? No, I was going to say the wonderful thing is he never signs in America. Um, so wow. is, he's going to be really, really a great signer. I don't think he signed in America, I think for eight years now. That's a, the emperor band has signed at 16 shows and ever total. That's it. Yeah. Like he doesn't do shows. It's not his thing, but I guess if Daniel Logan calls your agent at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how you are on for time, but, uh, uh, we we're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett if you want to stick around. Yeah, and talk some man, more. sure. I'll talk a little bit more if you don't want to get rid of me yet. I don't care. <laughs> I'm easy. So what what was your opinion of, of the Book of Boba Fett? Um, my opinion of the Book of Boba Fett was it wasn't exactly what I would have thought the Book of Boba Fett would be, and that's just because the only history I have of Boba Fett is him being an awesome, crazy bounty hunter guy that lives on the edge. And... Mm-hmm. This kind of seemed a little bit not that. I, I even told friends, I said, you know, I think my biggest problem is I'm the kind of guy that goes watches the new Rambo movie and is completely fine with Sylvester Stallone at like 80 years old, like lifting a tank up and like, I'm like, yeah, that could happen. It's sly. 
You know what I mean? And that's that's what I want to see. I mean, I, I like that retired, extremely dangerous movie, you know, where everybody still is like, it's Bruce Willis and he's old and Morgan Freeman and he's old, but they're still like, you know, blowing up stuff and jumping off buildings. And that's that's what I like. And that's the one thing I didn't love about the book of Boba Fett was they made him a little bit not only old, but like, oh, it's tough being an old guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, yeah. we got enough of that. And I've grown enough getting off the couch. I don't need to be reminded of it, you know? But well, um, Did you see the meme about his age whenever he was in Attack of the Clones to the year that the Book of Boba Fett is supposed to take place? He's supposed hmm. to be 41. <laughs> yeah, see, that's right where I am, man. No, I'm not that bad, I hope. <clears throat> And uh, Tamira, Tamira Morrison is really 61. So yeah, a, see, that's the little bit of a difference there. You well, know. honestly, it's a hard man, life being a, a, a bounty yeah. hunter. Well, that's what worries me about uh, Ahsoka, uh, the new Ahsoka show. Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson, I think, is a great cast. I think she's going to be awesome. I also think that she's like 51 years old. I mean, what if they want to make it another Ahsoka show in six, eight years? It's, you know. Rosario Dawson is that old? Check her out, man, because I remember her from Men in Black 2 or whatever, Two. 3, and that mm-hmm. was, what, 90-something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You'll have to look mm-hmm. that one up. I might be wrong, but I just think, like, for example, Tamara Morrison. We're never going to get another Boba Fett anything. Like, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Be like Boba Fett at, like, the most Eisley retirement home? It's No, she's 42. She's 42? Yeah, so well, she'll by be the 43 time Ahsoka comes out, 43. That's not that hey, yeah. bad. Hey, yeah, look that's how old right uh, yeah. uh, oh shoot, Min, Min, uh, Ming Na Wen is. Yeah, I mean, but she is like she an is, anomaly, dude. <laughs> exactly. I think she's really got robot parts or something. She's like she's in her early fifties, and she, I yeah. mean, she acts like she's in her twenties. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about Harrison Ford? Is he still doing Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah. sure enough, he's still <laughs> crashing a plane every other day, man. He don't care. He's cool. But he's yeah. fragile too. He keeps breaking. <laughs> <laughs> but he walks away he crashes the plane and walks away yeah he does but no uh, otherwise man Book of Boba Fett though I'm very happy they made it I loved it I'm afraid they may have used it as like a little buffer um, because of the issues with the Mando wanting to take his helmet off and contract disputes uh, yeah. so I kind of think they jammed it in there and I think a couple things were I don't know not as great as they could be do you know what I mean oh my, yeah my, I, I feel exactly the same way yeah my biggest problem, dude, is the best two episodes of it were the two first episodes of Mandalorian Season 3 that they put in the middle of it for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah, no. The, the Mando was by far the best of it, unfortunately. Yeah, but they know what they're... You know what I mean? It's not... Uh, I don't know. Why would you get in the fire spray? Why would you get in the fire spray and be like, I'm going to try to jam it into the Sarlacc pit hole? Like, <laughs> yeah, where are you going to go, man? It's three times the size of it. Like, can't you tell? That's like the guy that like drives into the little tiny garage with like a Mack truck, and it's <laughs> it's like man, you can't fit. You should know. But otherwise, dude, no, I, I'm really happy they made it. What I think Star Wars should do, Lucasfilm, Disney, whatever, I think they should just get rid of all the names of these series and just make it Star Wars Wednesday. And every Wednesday morning, there's a new Star Wars something. They don't tell you what it is. It has nothing to do with anything. And boom, there's an episode or whatever deal with it and i think that would be great i really enjoy waking up with my wife and watching it i think that's a special time and a special thing whether the episode is perfect or not i think that's great um and i'd like them to keep that up i thought the rain core was awesome i think they could have spent half an episode if i know how to break a blurg 
I should be understanding how he got on the Rancor. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we saw an entire Blurg episode in The Mandalorian. Remember the Blurgs? Yep. The little oh, yeah. guys? Yeah. Um, but the Rancor I thought was super awesome. I thought the fight at the end was way better than some people said it was. Cad Bane is totally alive. Anybody that thinks he's not didn't watch any of the cartoons. Hold on oh, just yeah. a second. Yeah. Um, Did I spoiler it? No, my <laughs> recording thing is locked up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I don't know Start why. Again. I've never done this before. It's me. not sure what's going on with it. I don't want to kill it because then it's going to kill the whole thing. <laughs> you have to do it all over again. Yeah, we've done 84 episodes, and it's never locked up before. What do you use to record? A Malto call recorder. Right. And I pay the for the premium. It's for Skype. Yeah. I use some garbage MP3 to Skype recorder or something, and it's free. <laughs> this this one has a free thing, but you have to – you'd have to like, – what was it? Every 15 minutes, you'd have to hit continue or some crap like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was a no pain good. in the butt. And it was only like 20 bucks, you know, so I was like, well, fine, I'll pay for it. Yeah, it's not coming back. Daggone it. I don't know what's going to happen if I kill it, if it's going to still have that recording and then I can just amend to it later, or what? Well, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope, it's gone. Oh, no. Oh, crap. That's right. You want to run it back? Oh. we got to run the whole thing back. <laughs> That's all right, man. Shit happens. <laughs> oh, hold up. I have an MP3. Hold on. There might be a chance that I'm just recording it here. That would be cool. I think I am. I think I am. Let's keep going, and I bet you I'm recording it right here on my thing. I use MP3 Skype Recorder, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's completely free, and it just automatically does it, even when you don't think about it, like this. I think I have it, dude. No bullshit. (laughs) Ooh, sorry, I said, can you edit that out? I said no bullshit. Yeah, I'll edit it out. I'll edit edit out all this talking and stuff that we've been doing. (laughs) I don't know how the record button works. Yeah, take that part out. (laughs) (laughs) awesome man yeah no i'm 99 percent sure i have it if you want to finish it up okay i mean well just uh carl what did you think about the book of boba fett i enjoyed it for what it was but i was actually i mean i I might get some bad feedback from people if i say (laughs) this but i thought the first three episodes was like watching the prequels i thought it was that quality it just wasn't grabbing my attention, but then I think it got better as it went. And like already said, the the Mando <clears throat> episodes with the Boba cameo was probably the best there was. But it finished strong, but at the beginning and stuff, I'm like, eh, it's just not grabbing me. And I love Boba Fett, but it just didn't grab me. I think my main issue with it, I think the Mando is just so good, and it's one of the best things that Disney has done that it, I'm going to judge everything from it from now on. Yeah, I think that – the Mandalorian is what Boba Fett should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, they didn't want to put Boba Fett's name on it, you know, <laughs> and just come up with this new character. And, and the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say that, <laughs> but that, you know, and then they were like, well, now what do we do with Boba Fett? It bothered me, too, how in the early episodes he kept getting his butt kicked so much, too, because, yeah. I mean, you always thought of what a, <laughs> you know, how awesome he was and stuff like that. And I thought, man, he's getting beat up every time he turns around. That's, that's the old man thing, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then look what they did when they first showed, you know, Boba Fett 
coming in to Jabba's palace. You know, what's he do? He just goes, shoots yeah. Bib Fortuna and takes his throne. Yeah. yeah. That was like his coolest thing he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was also in an episode of Mando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I keep wondering how Bib Fortuna got so fat, too. <laughs> yeah. he Well, he ate all the food that the Gamorrean guards didn't. I yeah. Guess. yeah, sure enough. They got thin. I mean, he, he Boba Fett had his moments. You know, he he had those moments where he wanted revenge. You know, mm-hmm. when he wanted to get back for the the sand people getting killed, so he goes and kills the what was it Clatoonians? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. That was good. That was a good part. That was cool. And I I do think Fennec is Fennec is a great character. Though. She's I really oh yeah, love yeah. Her. I I just can't wait to see her and hopefully more stuff Star Wars related. I mean, yeah. she almost steals the show from Boba. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we'll get a season to either either of you think we'll get a season two of Boba Fett? The Boba Fett? I don't. I don't either because I don't see where they can go with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Unless you start going say, off planet. I'm gonna say yes though. I mean, it's one of those things where they'll do something. I think. You know, I think even if it's you know going yeah. off world and giving yeah. somebody else the reins, you know, like giving it to uh, Cobb Vant to be the. Yeah. Daimyo. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I had, since he was, you know, kind of staying there, I had this theory that he was going to give Slave 1 to Mando, which that obviously didn't happen. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? I think Mando's going to have another, uh, another whatchamacallit. I think he'll uh, have to have a big ship. Yeah. 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 I think he's going to have another one of these, though. Did you guys see that picture um, with the, uh, son of a gun, the Naboo fighter? Where it like fits exactly right on top of the uh, what is it called? I just Razor Crest. Razor Crest, yeah. yeah. Where it like fits and looks like it's supposed to be there. No, so, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't man, uh, I didn't check it out. Either. It's on Facebook. <laughs> I'll try to find the picture for you guys yeah. and I'll send it over. But yeah, man, it looks like it just fits. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, the uh, some of the things that bothered me, you know, other than just the overall story arc, was you know them putting those. Uh, I called them Vespas. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about before just you like, even said I mean, it. it's like it doesn't belong. I mean, I could understand, you know, if somehow they started out on, say, Coruscant or something and then yep. made their way there. But to just all of a sudden pop up there in this story and you're just like, well, where in the world would they get these, like, mopeds? <laughs> where would they get the paint for them? Where do yeah. you paint that in Tatooine? <laughs> Like, if you think about it, man, if you ever do paint for any kind of car or anything, you have to have, like, completely clean, no dust. Oh, yeah. You can't put a shiny kind of nice paint like that on there. And if you did, it would be all chipped away in, like, half a week. You're driving through sand. Uh (laughs) It'd be sandblasted. Yeah, that's why nothing on Tatooine looks, like, brand new and, I don't know, that was, it was weird to me. To tell you the truth, I had two theories with that. You ready? Number sure. one theory was they were just doing, uh, George Lucas loves old school racing cars from the 50s. This is for George. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one. And then the other one was, I if if Darth Maul would have walked out of the back room of the android shop, would you have been surprised? Would you have said, <laughs> there is no way that's possible? And that's what I thought they were setting up, was a Darth Maul walkout. <laughs> Well, he can't he's be dead. Killed. Yeah, but how many times did he die? <laughs> oh, no. They chopped him in half, dropped him down a pit. He came back with crab legs. He was fine. True. And that's <laughs> where he died at was on. Tatooine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And all of a sudden <laughs> they have this new tech where they could replace any part of anybody and they're all of a sudden fine again. 
Which also, by the way, why didn't Boba Fett just roll there instead of sitting in a back tank for six months? Why That's a good question. Go yeah. down to the repair shop and be like, I need new knees. <laughs> True. I'd get me a set if I was there, man, you know? I'd be like jumping over buildings and stuff. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, I mean, I don't even know where else to, what else to talk about. I mean, I overall like the show. You know, it, it was entertaining. I, I did like some of the plot holes that kind of, you know, got filled after we sort of see him, everybody knows it's him in season one of The Mandalorian. Right. You know, just yeah. to how did he get there, you know, and what happens afterwards and mm-hmm. it's that kind of stuff. I thought that was, you know, the flashbacks were were cool. I think they could have shortened them a little bit, but. Yeah, I agree with that. I did like the Curse of Stan coming in there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he is pretty cool. Because I, I, I've watched or uh, read the comics, you know, with uh, Dr. Afra, mm-hmm. and I knew who he was immediately. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's Black Curse of Stan. And he's like, my wife's like, who's that? <laughs> it's a great character, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have, like, slammed more dudes into, like, the pavement oh, yeah. or something, though. Yeah, he, he shouldn't <clears throat> have been. I mean, there at the very beginning, I'm just like, that doesn't even, that's not him. Right. <laughs> he's right. a, you're just going to let him go and take off? I'm surprised he didn't turn around and punch Boba right in the head. <laughs> right? That was the other thing, man. What was up with that? Well, you know what? I'm not trying to pick on it. I'm glad they made it. I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to say I'm not glad they made it. I am glad they made it. I just don't think that the character of Boba Fett that I have known since I was growing up would ever be like, keep an eye on it, and then be like, sorry, mm-hmm. I made a comment about your eye. It's like, what, dude? <laughs> Boba don't care. So, yeah. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, because that's, I mean, that's why Darth Vader has to tell him no disintegrations. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah. yeah, if you don't stipulate, that's like his default, disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see a single person get disintegrated, did you? Not in that, not in Book of Boba Fett, no. Not in Book of Boba Fett. <sighs> when you see David Copperfield, you expect the Statue of Liberty to disappear. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's about it. Is that it? Are you all through all the questionnaires? You got anything else for me? You want me to pitch my uh, URLs and whatnot? Sure. All right. Well, everybody, come on down to ICCCon. It's on April 29th through May 1st, 2022. This is the fourth installment, and it's going to be the most impressive installment. And as you said before, we will go to a bigger venue next year. That is the next logical step. Uh, But until then, we're at the Music City Sheridan Four Star Resort in Nashville, Tennessee, 777 McGavick Pike. And you can check it out at icnashville.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other things, Twitches and whatnots, TikToks, at ICCC Nashville. And then uh, the hashtag is ICCCCon. So come on out. You're going to have a great time. I know I'm going to see you there, brother. Um, yep. It's going to be awesome. It's a different kind of convention, and I highly suggest you give it a shot, especially with that 10% off coupon code. You could literally eat your cost of your ticket just in food and VIP. So yeah, that yeah. Uh, that code again is TSWCP10. 
Well, I'll tell you guys, I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate what you do. People like you that keep this hobby alive, especially during this pandemic thing that we just went through and that we finally seem to be coming out of. Um, folks like you that keep making the podcast and stuff like that really keep this hobby alive, and I appreciate you more than you know. So I'm really thankful that you're coming to the show, and uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Mike. We yeah. appreciate it. All right, fellas, uh, I'll talk to you soon. We got some, uh, we got some stuff here that we need to... Uh, mention first here about our Patreon members. We want to thank yeah. all of them. Uh, if you want to become a Patreon member, we have several different levels, uh, as low as a dollar, uh, www.patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. And on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast. We also have a Facebook group. We're on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, we have a Discord and our email is TSWCPodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at TSWCPodcast. And thanks to all of our Facebook friends out there. Give you a big shout out. And thanks for listening. And thanks for Mike coming on. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, fellas. I really appreciate it. Yep. And uh, I guess that's it for this month. And we'll talk to you next month. Later. Bye. Bye.